don't forget your influence. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter how many times people looked over you, or maybe you don't even know your past that well. But if God places you in a position of influence and authority, don't be scared to say something that you know is not right, you know? And that makes me ask you guys, has there been a time where you have doubted your voice based off your image of what you were instead of what you came into? You're listening to The Power of Influence on Balance Her. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Harm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. When my soul is in a dump, I rehearse everything I know of you, from Jordan Depths to Herman Heights, including Mount Mazar. Welcome back, Women with Balance to Balance Her. Uh, we thank you so much for tuning in with us today. I'm LaShondra. This is Alexis. I'm Ren. And today we are discussing Esther, a woman of influence. And so we'll just go ahead and jump in with the prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together and discuss the word. We pray that every woman, man, boy, girl, child, hears this word, uh, receives a blessing, and that they're open to receive anything that you would like for them to hear in this season of their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So the book of Esther, honestly, I didn't even, you know, realize this book existed until recently you know because I've been trying to look for women in, in the word and like okay I need to because to me the word sometimes is very masculine mm. but whenever I get a chance I find a woman and, and a book and she has a whole book so I was like yes and it's you know <laughs> not Ruth right so there's a lot that goes on in this particular book um there's a king looking for a wife um one part I found really funny was the king had a whole banquet brought all the women out I said that's about the same what we do today, okay? <laughs> um, open bar. Uh, I think it was Queen, King Vesti, I think it was his name. Had an open bar and all that. I was like, okay. Uh, then Esther, she's brought to one of the banquets, you know, and she's she's actually an orphan. Uh, I believe, either an orphan, yeah, an orphan, adopter, something like that, because really her uncle takes care of her, but he's her father figure in her life. So he kind of brings her to this banquet. The king likes her. And she goes through, uh, I believe it was six months of beauty regimen, which I found very funny. Uh, how many of us today do we go through our regimens to look good? Uh, today, I would con- you know, coin that as like the gym, the hair, the nails, the, the facials. So nothing has changed when you really think about it. We still do our beauty rituals. All in all, she wins over the king. He makes her her queen and all that good stuff. But throughout the story, Esther is still very ashamed of her past because she doesn't really know where she comes from. And she didn't want that. She didn't tell the king at all where her background was, where she came from. She just kept it very hidden. But then there was a, uh, a situation in the, in the, the, the I don't want to say kingdom, but the, the castle where there was one guy, he just had very ill intentions. And because Esther was now the queen, she actually had some say in some certain things that were going on. And especially this guy was 
pretty much saying that the Jews were bad people and he wanted to kick them out and do all these things. Well, Esther, that's her background. So there comes a moment when her uncle, because he's kind of watching over her, um, it's in chapter four, verse 12 through 14. Um, it basically says, uh, when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but you that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. And that really hit me because as women, we tend to forget our influence. Yes, we might not be the king uh, and all that, but if we are placed in a position in our lives that's higher than our past, we have influence. Our word can stop a lot of things. And eventually she does go to her husband and says, hey, this is what it is. This guy is plotting against my people. Um, you can probably tell she's nervous because she's like, I've never been in this position to be heard because she's an orphan. So this, this story, I just want to really touch on, don't forget your influence. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter how many times people looked over you, or maybe you don't even know your past that well. But if God places you in a position of influence and authority, don't be scared to say something that you know is not right, you know? And that makes me ask you guys, has there been a time where you have doubted your voice based off your image of what you were instead of what you came into. Ooh. How about right now? We kind of just talked about it. You know, off, off record, we just had a whole session. You know, you guys didn't get to hear recorded. <laughs> but um, this must was for me. I don't know about if it's for y'all, but <laughs> it's like perfect timing for me because I have definitely felt my past and just things that I've gone through like this is just not gonna happen for you like you're not you're not this is not for you and I think that's part of the test and why we go through so much is because it it allows for one um the enemy to come in and try to use the past so that we won't know that we have the power of influence and so that we don't use it. But here's the thing about me. I can't speak for everyone else, but I'm the type that pushes through regardless of how I feel. And I think that that's important that as women that, you know, that's kind of a gift that we have too, as, as far as our strength, but it's like push through regardless. So I can feel my worst and I will still tell you, you can do it, even though I feel like crap. Like, that's just, that's just who I am. You know what I mean? And I'll, I'll go support and celebrate everything you're doing when I'm maybe nothing I feel is even going right with me because I just think that that is the power of your influence. So that even if you are having a rough time, even if you're going through something, it also encourages you to encourage other people because as you encourage them, it's also a reminder to yourself of what you may be lacking. And I noticed that that's what God does a lot of the time anyways. He'll have you talking about the very thing that you're struggling with every single time. Every time. Every time. Yes, <laughs> he, he does that a lot. All of my blogs that I write, 
they're about me. <laughs> they're about things that I'm going through that I'm trying to work through. Um, but if I can think about a, a period that I um, maybe took my influence for granted initially was when I was in management. Like you just don't realize the impact that you have of others. Um, and then just being able to encourage different women in that season. This was about maybe two or three years ago, but just knowing that majority of the uh, women that I, uh, that was under me, that I manage, we're still friends today. And just knowing they're like, you're the best manager that I ever had in my life. And it was a period where I was just like, it was my first gig as a manager. I didn't know what I was doing y'all like, (laughs) but I just did what I thought was right or what I would have wanted a manager to do for me. And so I was really their advocate. And so just realizing you don't know like the power of your influence, especially women for men, like y'all, we're so powerful when it comes to guys, like they will pretty much be eating out the palm of our hands if we tell them to do something and we stroke their ego the right way. And so it's, (laughs) it's important that we use our influence for good. Yeah. And not in a negative way. And I love the queen Esther, like, she she was a baddie like she she was about that life and just knowing that she got the juice too fast um and she she knew that there was going she she felt like okay either I'm gonna do this or I'm not gonna do this and she just proceeded forward and she did what she had to do to save her people and she was able to save the Jews at that time and I, I love the book of Esther reading about Esther but uh, we do have some powerful influence when we're talking to other people, even on social media, like people listen and read your story, even if they don't like it, like they'll be reading your stuff, even if they don't comment. And I've had people come back to me later and say, oh, I really like that blog. And I'm like, I didn't even though you followed me or um, just people I don't even associate with anymore. Like um, a couple of my exes follow my blog and subscribe and stuff like that. And I'm like, we not, but I mean, you just <laughs> never know. Maybe it's the scriptures for them or I don't know, but you just never know how you influence somebody's life all the time and how you can be an encouragement to them depending on the situation that they're going through. Yeah. Right. Like <clears throat> part of this too, besides the, the verse I mentioned, but another part that hit me was, you know, I think a lot of times we tell ourselves I'm not qualified. Mm-hmm. to say do b xyz and when when uh esther's father aka uncle you know tells her you know didn't isn't this why you are a queen to do something like this is to speak out she does take a moment to fast herself because she you could tell she's like i've never done this um let me think about it and i think that we all hey if, if you are stepping into something that you know isn't right you know, or, hey, maybe you have a, an opinion about something that, hey, I, I, I overcame this. Take a moment and think about it. But deep down, you know the answer and you know what you have to say is right and, and is helpful. And her one action, you know, her one step of faith she took, which was to speak out, she saved a whole, her whole people. And then the guy who was wrong, who was plotting against them, well, he got his 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 share I'll say that he he sure did he got all that and it's just you know Esther she 
she just she she's human you could tell she was a human for a second like where she's like I don't know I don't know if I can say this and I I do like the the part because I, I do like to have a little fun with God's word because there are parts of it that are kind of funny because she does before she even makes her announcement she makes sure she gets these men to be fed and I said see that's why we must keep these men fed and then tell them the, the business because then they because then the king was like sure whatever you want (laughs) you fed me you know so you know side note ladies keep your man fed and then tell him hey i spent you know too much on the credit card just (laughs) sorry (laughs) um i was reading and i liked that it also pointed out you pointed out that we we think that we're not um qualified for the assignment and it talks here, you know, no place of privilege can ever exempt a person from responsibility to respond to God's call. Mm, and I, I like that. Yeah, I think that was good, too, because some you can also feel like you're overqualified to do what God is calling you to do. You can also get to where you're not humble and you're like, oh, I don't I don't have to do that no more. God, like mm. that's beyond me. I don't I don't do that no more. <laughs> like. I don't do that. And I thought that was really good. And it also speaks to her courageousness as a queen, because as a person, period, because you, in order to have influence, you have to be courageous and bold enough to put it out there, because that is also a part of the calling is to put your fear aside, because you don't know how people are going to receive what you're saying. You don't, you know, are they going to judge what I'm saying? Is this okay? Am I saying it right? Like all of the fears that come into place when you are trying to influence, like, you know, we just talked about social media. I mean, putting yourself out there, doing videos, um, writing transparent posts, all the things that you're like, God, I really don't want nobody in the world to know about this. I'm, it's enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, that should really be enough. But, (laughs) you know, it's about that courage. And she was very courageous in, you know, her walk with Christ. And I think we can learn a lot from her as a woman of influence. And then also in speaking on what not to do. All All of these ladies we speak about, it they all intertwine together. The character you know, the courageousness, the stepping out on faith, the power that we possess, all of that, you know, if you look at it is the same and we have to be so careful because with social media, we also have people, women that are influencing sexuality a lot. And so it causes issues with other women as far as body image and is this okay? And, you know, should I be this way because that's what everybody expects or that's what people celebrate. And so you have to be careful with your influence because you don't know who you are influencing in the wrong direction. And it could be subtle things that you may not even be thinking about, but it's making the other woman feel like, you know, maybe she's not enough, you know, or I have to do this to be at this particular woman's caliber. So your your power of influence as a woman, you have to be so very careful about what you are putting out there. One of the things, um, I'm taking a class at church right now about uh, different women in the Bible. 
because I love reading about women in the Bible, kind of like what you said. There are a lot of men, but there's not a, a there's way more men mentioned in the Bible than there are women. And so every time I see a woman, I'm, a woman, I'm like, okay, let me go read about her. But another thing that I've been doing is trying to find qualities about the women in the Bible that I can relate to personally and say, you know what, that's a quality that one, I feel like I need to bring out in myself more or that I have. And I'm like, okay, let me hold on to that characteristic. Um, Alexis, I think that you brought up the way that she fed her husband first. She was very strategic. Mm -hmm. And so anytime you're doing something with a business or whatever you're doing, you have to have a strategy to do it. And I like the fact that she was all in. She wasn't partially in. She was all in because um, I think it was Esther chapter four, verses 17. It says, if I perish, I perish. And so one of the things about the story is that if the king did not hold out that golden scepter, like you couldn't just go in there and just, even if she was the her uh, the spouse, like she couldn't just be in the king's face or whatever. Like he had to call for you. And so even doing, in the way she did everything, it was about her strategy and her approach. And so as women, we have to make sure that we have our strategies are aligned with the word of God mm-hmm. and that our approach represents like women of golly character as well so yes that's a good scripture for me to hold on to um because that's honestly that's how I feel right now in this moment I can be discouraged and say what I want to say but I'm that's I feel just like Esther when it comes to my business right now if I perish I perish because I'm all in (laughs) and that's like I think when you are truly given an assignment and you accept the assignment, you're all in. Like, you have to be. You don't really have any other choice. You're just in. And you got to see it all the way through. And I love that about the women in the Bible, how they just um, persevere. And they just keep pushing through. And I actually have a Bible that I love that I would recommend to anybody listening. I use the women's study Bible. It's a life application Bible and it's NIV. And so it literally goes through specific stuff for women, even in the masculine areas, you can Mm. still find, you know, stuff that applies to you or helps you out. And I really Love this Bible because it it was made for us. Doesn't take anything away from the Bible, but it has, you know, extra stuff in there that kind of walks you through the women and and different things that we can apply to ourselves as women. Because like you said, the Bible can be kind of masculine. And so, um, and, and it makes sense when you think about it, because in that time, that's what it was all about. I mean, it was about the men. The men came first. You know, that was the way of the world at that time. So that's why the Bible is written that way. You know, if now we know if we'd have been here in 2020, the Bible probably would have looked a whole lot different. Right. (laughs) A lot different. You know? (laughs) Are very powerful. And the fact that we got books in the Bible, even during that time, is proof of how powerful we really are. Amen. I agree. And I like finding women in the Bible that are going through similar stories 
or experiences that I'm going through. Um, if I'm going through something, like if I'm building something or if I'm going for a position of influence, I may read about Deborah, like just little things. So I'm like, okay, let me go back and look at what they had to go through to see how God worked for them. Cause I'm like, he's the same God of the Bible. Okay. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Like he, he does not change. So just knowing that God is consistent and seeing their characteristics and their influence that they had, like, even though there's not a lot of books in the Bible with women as the, um, the book of the entire Bible, you can see women's influence throughout the Bible of how they help the man do this or that, just their, how they have influence. Like even Jesus, he, he was born of a woman, like, like his mom Mary, she carried him. So just knowing your influence, like we are powerful um, and we are needed. Yep, because even Jesus himself had to come through a woman. Yeah, he could have came. He could have just been dropped on earth. This guy, he could have just Boop. said, "Boop, Jesus here," and been done with it. But she, he still had to come through a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, y'all, I think we can wrap it up right there. <laughs> like <laughs> our influence is important and we just need to be mindful of that and everything that we do because people are watching whether we know they're watching or not like like what you told me uh Lexis off um camera I never would have thought that like I never would have known that I influenced that had you not said anything so that's how we how true it is that we don't know what we're doing, how we're influencing other people. No idea, right? Yeah. We do. (laughs) All right, Ren, you want to pray us out? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together. We pray that every woman little girl, that teenager that's listening to this, that we're able to use our influence for good and to be godly women, to influence others for the kingdom and to have a kingdom impact. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to visit womenwithbalance.org to join our community. Connect with me on social media at Women With Balance. And again, if you love the show, please leave a rating, subscribe, and share so I can keep these episodes coming. Until next week, sis, God, love, and balance.